I stand before you a man who is heartbroken. All my apes, my bad kittens, my funkaroos, my hort peebus coin, my dingle dangler, my stinky doings, my chud club coin, my purvis pals, my brendel chairs, my linguini sisters, my dinner with Andre tokens are gone because I fell for the wallet inspector trick. Never again. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. 48 minutes of dog barking. 48 minutes of dog barking. It's just been a while, man. Like, I was talking with my girlfriend the other day, like, how, you know, she's not from here. And since I've been a kid here in yeah. St. Louis, there's a St. Louis metropolitan area. Right. St. Louis has always had this reputation of being, like, really fucking dingy and shitty and, like, dangerous and crime-ridden and, uh, you know, murder city and all that stuff. And uh, not that there isn't some truth to some of these things, yeah. but there was, there was a, a, particularly, I think, on the national scale, a lot of hyperboil. It's been overhyped or, like, yeah. it's not necessarily been as true as some people on the on the coast the the coastal elites um <laughs> have have made it out to be right but boy i feel like in the last couple of months uh st louis was just like oh y'all y'all think i'm like this okay well i'm yeah. gonna be like this right and, yeah. uh, doing it in defiance yeah yeah i mean we were talking a couple weeks ago about like when the weekend that we was legalized it was just absolutely miserable <laughs> driving like down hampton here driving here there was a fucking hoopty with didn't have its lights on every stop every stop sign trying to get around me and and aggressively got around me while i was making a left turn onto your street and i was just like my dude yeah i was i was getting off the road and just there's no one else in front of me like just (laughs) wait a um, minute just chill yeah i've never felt like oh yeah this is kind of fucked (laughs) like about being around here yeah like the the vibes are off. Yeah, the vibes are absolutely fucked. Yeah, we, it, turn, it turns out having a progressive mayor uh, doesn't really fix deep systematic issues like we we thought it would. Weird, and weird how that happens, huh? It's almost like uh, there's a level of corruption and uh, laziness, or or many other negative things we use ingrained in our police system and our local government that uh, just can't just can't be wished away by having like a mayor who has good ideas or. District, yeah, having Kim Garner, district attorney, who I think might, uh, by her own, put all the nails in the coffin on the yeah. idea of a progressive prosecutor uh, yeah. for a long time yeah. uh, through her own ineptitude. Um, but I guess also if I were in that position and having the fight against the fucking insane machine that is the St. Louis police force, I, I might also uh, fall <laughs> you, short. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you might find yourself uh, singing a different tune there. Yeah. Well, it's it's finally happened, Brian. What? Hyperhoflation has hit oh, God the great damn. state of Utah. <laughs> this is a post from at Vibologger who goes by the name Speed Read Dan. Hyperhoflation in Utah. The last outpost of chaste Western civilization, what that means for the rest of us. Social media funneled cunning cuckoldry. Purient psyops and fertility failure, sanctified saints or salacious smuts, a story of Molly Mormons falling from grace. This is a 10 plus tweet thread of 
very fashy, uh, very return guy stuff, but it's specifically about young women in Utah being influenced by like TikTok to becoming more become hoey. Hot, yeah. Become hot. Like yeah. women like women being like, Oh, I don't have to be like my mom. Right. <laughs> or yeah. like my aunt. The phrasing is so fucking great though. I, I I hate every idea that he puts out, but the phrasing. Here's here's another one. Utah is experiencing the sexual revolution fifty years after the rest of the West. This carnal cataclysm is lubricating in slippery age of tantalizing TikTokers, Snapchat snakes, and Insta thoughts. Silicon Valley poisoned purity with a powerful puissance. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hate I hate alliteration like that, particularly when it's uh, used to uh, disseminate weird fashy vibes like that. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like. It, Here's a guy who's <laughs> who's like, yeah, all these pure Mormon women are being corrupted by Western sin. It's like, I don't know. I think like one of the hottest chicks in a way I ever dated was like a Mormon. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've actually dated a few Mormon girls that were very interesting individuals, regardless of bedroom activities or pro- proclivities. Right. So I think that kind of goes to the thing we talked about last week where like sometimes religion kind of kind of tells you the good naughty shit to do. Uh, yes. Through its expression of repression. Yes. Even further into this though, he starts blaming three letter agencies, which takes it <laughs> which takes it to a whole other level. The, like, the yeah. uh, FBI junior G man <laughs> yeah. is is teaching women how to do the like the little the the, the thigh wiggle on TikTok <laughs> yeah. to show yeah. how caked up they are. Yeah, yeah, um, it's just, it, it just ridiculous, and it's and they're flying in uh, Lulu Mon leggings from <laughs> Panama. <laughs> On uh, and this is their cargo cult. It's just, <laughs> it's just Lululemon. Oh God! Yeah. So eventually, Disneyfication ruled the day. I still don't know what that means. It's Crushed. That, it's, it's that weird. I think it's, he's making a comment about the quote unquote wokeness of Disney. Well, oh. I feel like Disney has not been very woke. Not really. No. no. Crushed by being outcast, these cute colonizer. Jesus. These cute colonizers wistlessly wished for fame and fortune. The key was to be in the world, but not of the world. But eventually the lure of Babylon would pull too strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a weird guy. I mean, it's, with some it's, weird at ideas. least it's, yeah. it's more interesting than anything Matt Walsh has to say. I will give you that. Yeah, it's, I, sure. mean, I can't for say sure. this is a boring read. It's terrifying <laughs> and disgusting, but yeah. I can't say I'm uninterested. Yeah, so his his main thesis is that there was a report saying, oh, Mormons make really good FBI agents. And so because the FBI started recruiting out of Utah, you know, money started rolling in from the Bay Area. Uh, Utah no longer became, it was no longer pure because it was sullied by all this liberal money. Yeah, it's just, okay, so another one. Hyper inflation. This is his main thesis now. In 2015, you could still be an average Joe and score a hot wife. By 2018, you needed the triple six in Happy Valley. Over six figures, over six feet tall, six pack abs. The beginning of the end was nigh. <laughs> what a dire. I, 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 yeah. what, what I love about these fucking guys, I can't imagine. I, you know, they could be any of thirty guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, thirty types of guys to uh, to make a reference to uh, 
Brian from Street Fight's new podcast, Types of Guys. I don't even know what the fuck yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. It's a great concept. I love him for it. Yeah. That there's but types of guys. There's different types of guys, which really definitely feels like a person that's like shoplisted from like a, a gas station and got away with it too many times vibe. Like there's different types of guys out there. I know because like I've been one of them. I know plenty of fucking slobby guys that have fucking pulled phenomenal partners. Uh-huh. Definitely. I worked with a guy at Guitar Center who was like, if you melted Michael Sarah into a gumdrop shape. <laughs> and he Jonah had, like, he had like a varsity cheerleader hot girlfriend. Yeah. It was... Which my 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 boss once said just proves there's someone out there for everyone. That is true. I mean, he was a nice guy, and all, but it's like it just seems so mismatched. Like, was like, is this an arranged relationship, right. or uh, did someone right. rescue someone from like a a bear? Like, right. <laughs> are you under some sort of curse? Is there a magical yeah. amulet involved? Dude, blink yeah. twice if you need help. Doesn't matter which one of you. Doesn't matter. Just right. And so. There's only one way to fix this, this gentleman says. Ban Tinder. Ban teenagers from using smartphones. Supercharge shaming. Shame, shame, shame. It's easier said than done, he says. Oh, boy. God, what a... I mean, this goes on God, and on this... and on and on and on. Like, uh, just, it's... This is, this is, these are the cries of a man that wants to be stepped on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is he upset that hypersexualization is making like 19 year old girls in uh utah dress like they're on they're like doing their own version of red scare or something i don't know, I don't know. Like, yeah vocal don't know. fry yeah i, I don't uh, i, I still... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. they're directing shitty horror movies about jeffrey epstein's apartment yeah no i don't know i don't know what his actual deal is because like all i can think of is just that like Girls from Utah don't want to fuck me anymore. And then he goes on this long street about it. That's <laughs> well, it. It's and just, you find out he's never been to Utah. Never been, yeah. <laughs> so we don't really have a proof of action. You here. got nothing. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, a nice piece out of our good friend's advice. I say good friend's big air quotes. This week, though, uh, made me think of our show because, boy... Uh, the the column is cyber. Matthew Galt wrote this one. How Tub Girl became a TikTok sensation, <laughs> uh, which is a podcasted version of another piece called How Shocks Sites Shaped the Internet. Um, so yeah, it just um, that was interesting. It's worth a read. I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but he goes and brings in stuff like Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, deep throat <laughs> faces, faces of, of death. death yeah the video yeah. nasties of the 80s that britain was railing about if there was a great fictionalized version of that a movie called censor that came out about a year or two ago so th- this is a good piece uh, i'll link it in the in the show description just worth of worth reading because it does go into portal of evil and and kathor jensen and and uh, chet falsic and um, god i mean it's a very long but very worthwhile piece there is a bit about the origins of Two Girls, One Cup. So if you like weird, gross shit, yeah, I'll learn the history of it on the interwebs. This seems like a really great article That to, is to start a, your journey. A really nice one. I wanted to bring it out because it's just like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Oh, it's... no, I see. I see. I see this next one. <laughs> That's right, Brian. 
The New York Not Times. Not to cut you off, but I'm just like, oh, this, here's the oh, real meat. That's right. The New York Times decided in an opinion piece to ask the question, would you date a podcast bro? Their reputations have caught up with them. Now, what's interesting about this piece is that they're talking about a very specific kind of podcast, Fresh yeah. and Fit. The one where guys go on and be like, women, they be shopping. And then five guys go, oh, yeah, you tell them, you tell them. And then a woman who's there supposedly to, to give the other side of the argument goes, hey, you suck. And then it goes on like that for 45 minutes. Oh, God. So it's like uh, all all of like the lulls of like the breakfast club. Yes. yes. Like if you took all the uninteresting bits of like a morning zoo. Yeah. And, like, yeah. A, a, a second level market. And just put a compilation like it's in between all the times they try to get the intern to like drink a uh, puke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're talking. Those about. guys, those podcasts. Like, yeah, it's not you and I hanging out. We're 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 built different, but because <laughs> we have like a point of view. And and zero something. zero subscribers on Patreon. <laughs> working on it. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. All right, but uh, the the idea is that like there is a certain bro archetype where these guys go on Andrew Tate style and just talk about what you need to do. He's tell your woman, right? And so, like, would you date a guy like that? Well, fuck, I wouldn't date a guy like that. Uh, shank a guy like that. Yeah. <laughs> like many other women, this article says, she associates the form, meaning these podcasts, with a certain kind of man, one who is endlessly fascinated by his own opinions, loves the sound of his own voice, and isn't the least bit shy about offering unsolicited opinions on masculinity, sexuality, and women. Many women have taken to social media to mock just that kind of programming and men who make it. So, yes, there is a wonderful hashtag on TikTok, men with podcasts where women uh, paint a beard on and they, they mock these guys. You know, what women uh, are beating salad and men are beating steak. Beating steak. <laughs> uh, potato and the steak. And that's just what it is. Uh, women... Uh, <laughs> Eating nothing but uh, rose petals and figs, <laughs> and uh, they'd be shopping too much. Yeah, why are you, as a man, born in the month of February? You know, like <laughs> this, is, this is. I know. I mean, I know that's from the article. Yeah, it's exhausting to think about that humor still being a thing that goes on. Yeah. And apparently it's flourishing. Apparently, yeah. And apparently well, it's it's fucking with guys' ability to like hang on to a girlfriend. It's like, well, maybe that guy shouldn't hang on to a girlfriend. I understand. There's a certain type of kind of ugly inwardness looking or or uh, self obsession that sometimes yeah. you can feel being expressed through certain podcasts. Yes. Or so an self interest in oneself that seems a little uh, hollow hollow or unneeded or even gosh god forbid uninteresting oh yeah that's yeah. definitely uninteresting it's two hours of some of... people's self-obsession is kind of you know from a, a watching a car wreck on the side of the roadway sure engaging but my ex when i told her that when you came over that one time like almost a year ago <laughs> to my place and we talked about finally maybe doing this fucking podcast we've been talking about for like what seven years yeah yeah I was like, you know, I think it's going to be really fun, interesting. And she's just like, I could tell that she's just like not into it. I'm like, would you listen to my podcast? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. And well, I was, and, and by the same extent, when 
I got in a relationship with my 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 current better half. Mm-hmm. I was very like cagey about yeah. Yeah. letting her know about the podcast, and I eventually told her what it was. I'm like, oh god, she's gonna listen to it, and she's gonna be like, uh, you know, some some riff is gonna just, she's just gonna be like, <laughs> oh, I can't hang far, out with you yeah. anymore. Yeah, and she came, you know, she told me she listened, came back and told me, you know, she was like into it, and she thought it was funny, and she thought. We had great chemistry and all these things. Yeah. I was, oh yeah, it was a yeah. relief. I'm like, You're oh, sweating it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've just started dating this really, right, like cool chick, and I'm gonna fuck it up by the fact that I have a podcast with my friend <laughs> where we talk about people shitting in the cups or, or talking about Barnacle Jim having a big fucking, big face. fucking face. Yeah, I don't it, give a, I don't give a face what you think, bike. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still fucking kills me. That was the first, like the most at that point, probably the most obscure thing that we decided to make a main topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> and, and and your wife listens to yeah. the podcast yeah. and and is supportive. And yeah, maybe we just got lucky. I think so. I th- well, I think also just like our subject matter is different. We're not sitting here just going like women. Or we're not sitting yeah. here, and we're also not just sitting here talking about comic books, or we're not like yeah. going like episode through episode of like you know <laughs> an old cartoon show or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. not to necessarily throw shade, but like <clears throat> that's not necessarily a panty dropper topic. No, it is not, and it's the same thing with like going episode through episode for any show. Even like, oh, it's a true crime show. That doesn't necessarily. Well, I guess for some people it does, but I don't. I personally wouldn't find it all that. Oh my my girlfriend like watches sister wives and like watches like the video podcast and like listens to podcasts about the episode that she just watched yeah if it's a, and uh if you it's know, a i get it show, i mean yeah, I, I, kinda... I don't know if i would do it necessarily for that show sure. but like i understand like being so into something sure and, yeah, uh-huh. like I, I can see it. I can see it, especially for something like I don't know, if Yellow Jackets, or there was a show, you know, yeah, yeah. some show that would generate a lot of discussion like that, or like if podcasts had been nearly as big when Lost was out, I'm sure I would have been binging a Lost podcast or something. Yeah, what you got opinions about Lost? I'm, I'm now? just like what? I'm just trying to. Th- I just remember the fucking smoke monster. Yeah, I, I've o- I only ever watched it's a like, metaphor. I only ever watched them. <laughs> You like metaphors, motherfucker. <laughs> see, see, not liking the smoke monster is a female trait. <laughs> How are you, as a man, not liking the, the smoke, smoke monster? monster. <laughs> I just, uh, I only think I ever watched like maybe one or two episodes of Lost. Okay. It was like at the last season. I'm like, oh, oh. this is bad. Like, yeah, I, I by think the time even it if got I knew what was, point, yeah, yeah, I think even if I knew everything that was going on, there was like the shit about the hatch and like, yeah. Some guy that looks like he like might have bought a copy of the Turner Diaries at a gun show, right? Running around doing shit, and then there's the smoke mon. I'm like, this, this, this seems bad. This seems like bad TV at this point. By I, the end, it definitely was pushing that territory. But I will say, when it, when, boy, when it started, wasn't, that, wasn't like the the reveal that was like all the dream of some dude's dog. No, come on now. Um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. I'm I'm purposely misremembering. I, people I a- people misinterpreted the ending of the show. So it, it, the spoilers for Lost, by the way, if you've not seen Lost, uh, the, the the basic ending of the show is that that all the characters eventually die. They meet up in this afterlife church and they move on to the other side together because they're they're the most important part of their life was spent on that island. Then the credits roll. And then after the credits, ABC decided they wanted to show footage of the plane crash from the first episode with nobody in it and just like a little bit of music over the rest of the credits. 
people misinterpreted that as being like, oh, they were dead the whole time. It's like, no, that's not <laughs> like, no, every, and they kept saying in dialogue in the show, whatever happened, happened, which means that like to the audience, like, yeah. no, this was real. All of this happened, even the weird shit. But even now people are still like, oh, it was all, it was all a dream or whatever. I'm like, no, it was all a dream. You used to read Word Up Mag. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Don't get me started. Andrew Tate, speaking of weird guys with weird opinions and smoke he monsters, truly, I guess. Truly, truly shadow boxing yeah. with himself. He is. Well, apparently, this is a, a post of his from the other day. At Laundry Day, three mortals attempted to intimidate me. This, again, is happening in a Romanian prison. Unaware of my divine powers, I extended my hand and clicked my fingers, then asked them a simple question. Do you know the secrets of yoga fire? They are not sure why it, this changed their minds, but it did. Do you know about <laughs> yoga fire? Yeah, it could be the accent. It could be this is like this guy talks funny. Let's go, <laughs> let's go bother someone else. This dude's weird. He sounds like he's got brain damage. We're going to go over <laughs> like, here now. I'm going to ask someone else for a cigarette. Right. <laughs> three, but yeah, like three mortals attempted to... I just, I just imagine like, just like three dudes with bad prison tattoos yeah. being like, ah, this, I don't, this doesn't feel good. But then he said, do you know the secrets of yoga fire? And I immediately thought of Street Fighter 2 because yeah. that's a Dalsim move. Do you know the secrets of yoga fire? Amazing. Just pudding brain. Pudding well, brain man. He's... Well, you know, he, he might have lung cancer or not. No, I think that's called steroid withdrawal, the weight loss. Yeah, he's not doing, he's not on the juice yeah, anymore. Yeah, uh, the, the Romanian authorities won't let him have his emotional support <laughs> steroid course. That's, I need that. A, a wonderful leak came out this week. Wonderful in the fact that it came from the same person who leaked the no-fly list. Awful in the fact that it is 2,600 pages of anti-trans expert witnesses, U.S. right-wing lawmakers, and conservative legal groups. Yes, that's right. Our good pal Maya Krimu was able to compile a 62-meg, 2,603-page document. The complete source materials... For the Mother Jones story inside the secret working group that helped push anti-trans laws across the country. Extensive communications between anti-LGBT activists and just a, a whole treasure trove of people. Oh, so we found out where the names and addresses are. I sincerely hope so. I have not been able to go through the entire thing. And it does say clarification. I, Maya, am not the source of this leak, merely a publisher. But uh, it is funny that it does come from the same uh, sure <laughs> the same person who leaked the no fly list so to me i'm like yep yeah direct action and uh and and being trans online gets the goods i don't know <laughs> apparently yeah um with all of the miserable anti-trans and anti-lgbtq stuff that's currently going on in this country you know the things the things i want to say would probably uh have Someone from uh, one of the Alphabet Boy uh, organizations <laughs> knocking at my door. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's disgusting and awful. And um, we do need to remind these disgusting individuals that, uh, you know, like, uh, fuck around and find out sometimes yeah. uh, uh, is a little bit more than just a thing you say uh, before you uh, slap a bouncer in the face for not taking your fake. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know. I know. I you really. I just really want to. I just yep. really want to say. I'm. I'm, wor I'm trying to. I'm trying to work my way around it legally. But we're I, saying I they can't. all should.
<laughs> um, and their family should. I think that's too good for them. I think really what needs to happen is that they need their timeshare, <laughs> timeshare conference that never ends. And no, no, it does end because it's, there's a right at the end. Yeah. yeah, but they don't know what's coming. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think what really needs to happen is that they need to have. Do you ever read the Book of Job? Uh, I, I was raised Southern Baptist, which means I didn't read the Bible. Okay, a lot. So, I was just told to feel bad. All right, so in the Book of Job, classic story: God and the devil make a bet uh, about this guy Job. Hey, he he believes in you now. He's got wealth and health and all this stuff. What if we took all that away from him? Would he believe you in, in you? So God, in His infinite wisdom, decides to take a bet with the devil, and. Uh, <laughs> essentially takes everything from this man. Uh, I'm just saying that maybe there should be some sort of cosmic vengeance. Anyway. <clears throat> well, There's probably going to be a lot of bleeping. I'm going to be a that. lot of bleeping on that one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not good. Not I, good. Uh, I tweeted that trans people should be collectively given a Gundam so they can <laughs> toss a Bass Pro Shop into the river. <laughs> yeah, a, a Gundam... Uh, what are the robots from Gurren Langen? Yeah, whatever those are. No. So we talked previously on another episode about uh, Nothing Forever, which was the infinitely generating AI Seinfeld parody. Mm-hmm. It's back. It, it finally uh, did its time on the Twitch suspension for the transphobic joke. Unfortunately, I think the lawyers got to him because there's a lot of changes that happened. You'll notice from this screenshot here that it is no longer a New York apartment building. It is apparently in Miami. Larry, who is the Jerry Seinfeld stand-in, is no longer a stand-up comedian, but instead is blogging. Uh, Takes a lot of the fang out of the original parody, and the jokes are worse than before, which says something, because they weren't all that great to begin with. Sure. All the models, the names, the apartments have been changed. The ma- main character, like I said, now blogs instead of doing stand-up. This from a user, Al Sikhan TV on Twitter there, posted a short video. Well, the dream is dead. <laughs> I mean, there really wasn't much of a dream to begin with. No, but the idea that there would be some sort of community-generated project where something interesting... Uh, to me, that was something interesting that we were getting out of the whole AI thing. Okay. This is just a pale imitation of what it was before, and it feels bad. I don't know. It just feels like... Yeah, uh, it turns out that intellectual property rights are <laughs> uh, dog shit and yeah. make worse art, not better art. Speaking of bad art... No, this isn't actually an NFT thing, but it is Crypto Scam of the Week time, Brian. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. What we got today there, uh, today Jay Bone? we're talking about Indian crypto exchange BitBNS. Are you familiar with this? I'm not. Lay on me. So, uh, back in February, Indian crypto exchange BitBNS was hacked for 7.5 mil. Mm-hmm. Problem is that they were told by the authorities to not make the hack public. And the only reason the hack went public was our good friend Zach B- XBT. Uh, oh, Zach who I X- think is going to stop doing this kind of stuff. Is apparently. that right? Oh. Yeah, he was he was tweeting about, or maybe he will be doing it in a different capacity. Uh, he right. was talking about he was getting tired of being asked to like fix everyone's problems through <laughs> his research. And he's right. like, I'm a human being, and I, I right. have to like, 
I have to. My yeah, this time is a hobby value. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad to do things that uh, have real material uh, benefits for people, but like, but please, just let me live. Stop requesting things. I, I have, please, have. I have a life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so yes, uh, Zach reporting that February first was the day that the hack started. The BitBNS official channels told users that it was system maintenance. And that, of course, it took until the 1st of March, which would be a full month from when the attack actually happened, for them to cop to it during an AMA, during an Ask Me Anything that was held on YouTube. Uh, essentially, uh, Gavuro Dake, the founder and CEO, copped to the fact that there was a hack a month later. Mm. Uh, but the fact that they lied about it and got caught... Apparently it was not a big deal because they said <laughs> the hockey invited others to help with the case and said he had sort of spoke to Zach XPT in the interest of trying to weed out the bad actors, but that law enforcement had advised them that users should be educated about the incident only after the investigation was completed, which to me seems like an invitation for more bad things to happen. Yeah. With the user's funds. This is not a way to do things. If I have a security incident at my place of business, the Dick Sucking Factory LLC, as we've discussed, I have to tell them right away. If there's a security yeah. incident, I got to tell them, the customers, everybody. All the Dick Sucking vendors have to get an email. These guys apparently thought, no, we can wait a month. It's fine. <laughs> because the cops told me to. Cops said it would be chill, man. Why can't you be chill? <laughs> Yeah, the cop said it would be chill is not a sentence you ever really want to hear ever, much uh, less when it has to do with like money. Seems bad. Seems like crypto is having a weird moment on yeah. top of other weird moments. Because I feel like the the weird moments before were just I think like part like the culture and the optics of what crypto was, and now all of the bad shit is money related, like yeah. specifically like people getting hacked. Exchanges claiming getting, they were hacked. Claiming they're getting hacked. You know, yeah, exchanges getting hacked. People losing all their damn apes. All my... Uh, all the apes are gone. <laughs> uh, what was the... I, I did a satirical post where it was like, all my apes, all my dingle dangles, all my waiting for Godot coins are, are gone. Oh, jeez. I'm sure there's a... Wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my uh, dinner with Andre coin, you know. My, <laughs> my Bon Mott. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Bon Mott tokens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. yeah. And, uh, you know, as we're, as we're recording this, uh, Bitcoin's currently in a nosedive. Yeah. Uh, once again. Once again. No, not not the first time. Fucking filled the gap. <laughs> and uh, so we're back under 20K, I think, or at 20K at this moment. Now, are you, I, I, I again, uh, I, I don't want to pry, but like, are you invested in that or are you? I just watch it. It's like, watch it's it. like, okay. uh, it's, it's, well, there was like a point in time where I was unemployed and I was like trying to like figure out what to do right. while I was collecting my fucking Trump bucks. I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to understand like how people read these charts and like the culture of it. So I just kind of like just it's like kind of like I think part why we do this segment was I just got bored and like started following people on Twitter yeah. that were in this community. Even got into like Telegram and stuff and um, just, just an interesting culture. Yeah. It's also weird because people thought you know like a couple weeks ago when Bitcoin had like a couple a nice little rally mm -hmm. um like oh you know maybe we'll see 30k again yeah, and like, yeah. i kind of thought maybe like we would see that too but 
Biden has put out some propositions for his budget that don't bode well for people that like to invest their capital. There's yeah. some capital gain stuff and some yeah. other things. Some other news. It's not necessarily great. So uh, looks like uh looks like we're going back down. Yeah, I've had that feeling really since GameStop thing last year. Well, that was two years ago. That was was that two years ago? Jeez. I know it feels My feels God. like it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah the whole GameStop thing was fucking wild. Um, yeah. Well, it was a speculative interest. I mean, or a spe- speculative market, and and people were mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna stick it to the man. And so I felt like people got their money out of crypto and put it into these, you know, these meme stocks. As, and some people got really fucked. And I mean, yeah. some, and some of it wasn't necessarily that like per what was going on, they they had like a bad strategy, but they got fucked by like Robin Hood. Yeah. Because yeah. Robin Hood was becoming illiquid because <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I mean, in the same way, it, not your keys, not your crypto, the same mm-hmm. can be said about having your stock on a platform like Robin Hood. Yep. Uh, there's, you can go back and find lots of articles from like early 2021 about Robin Hood and similar financial services and like how they are not designed for retail necessarily. No, they, they are really designed not. to extract money from retail. They are not uh, there for retail necessarily to make money. Yeah, they're not there to help. They're not doing it out of any kind of altruism. Are you shitting right. me? Right. Yeah. Like, it, like if you, I mean, if you want to do this shit through your computer, like maybe open up an E Trade account or even like see a local. CPA, Ooh. like you know, because I mean, old school. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, these these guys move a little slower, but I mean, I got a guy who, who's in Midtown, and I mean, he's done pretty well for me, and it's it's this it's just because it's that personal touch. I know this guy, but mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've talked with him. He understands what I'm looking for. Understands my risk tolerance. You doing it on your computer on your phone. You don't know. I don't know how to read one of these fucking charts. I'd go, oh, number go do, up. Do you even do you know what a Morningstar is? No, not a clue. Do you even know? Do you even know how to predict a reversal? I don't even know what that means. That's right. <laughs> Some bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's that's not for me. And I'm guessing ninety percent of the people that that are think like me or or you know have that. Oh, I want to make money are going to think the same way. Like, yeah. I don't need to know it, right? As long as somebody who I pay as an interme- intermediary can do it on my behalf, I'm good. Uh, but unfortunately, the retail investors that went into stuff like SoFi, Robinhood, or whoever... Oh, yeah, there's so many stories about people that like, lost like <sighs> tens of thousands of dollars yeah. on Bed Bath Beyond and <laughs> yeah. all that shit. Like, it's fucking miserable. We'll we'll see. I still yeah. I'm still on the idea that like crypto will probably have some major implosion by the end of the decade. I think there'll probably be I don't know two more bull runs. I don't know what will happen. Yeah, but there's going to be something that happens by the end of 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 this decade. I think that's going to resolve the the crypto problem one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> either it's going to completely crash and everything is going to be Doge levels. You know, it's like. 10 cents and and still chain link won't be worse shit no yeah no. <laughs> never was never will be uh, those stinky linkies are worth nothing never willing to bet it's gonna take a shit it's gonna this, take a huge shit yeah. if we're seeing like ftx and just all the things that we talk about here like it, at one point it's going to just collapse on itself I'm so I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't yet. Just I, mean, given I thought I thought back in like 2000, like 17, 2018, right? You know that it would kind of had that vibe. Yeah, yeah. I gotta take a deep breath. 
because it's time, Brian. Talk about Smash Mouth eating the eggs. Talk about talk about really a weird blast from the past. I, I remember when this happened. I remember when Jay Freeman of I Don't Even Own a Television created yeah. the Smash Mouth Eat the Eggs bot on Twitter. Yeah, and that was right around the time when that all first started. But I think that was something that David Throat started, maybe? Uh, that would be John Hendren. Uh, was it at jo- fart? Okay. Uh, no, oh, David Thorpe got Pitbull to go to Alaska. Yes, and and actually David Thorpe uh, worked with John uh, at something awful. They came up with the idea for Pitbull going to Alaska, but also David wrote a piece about uh, right. John's uh, adventure with Smash Mouth. So this was the early days of Twitter. I want to say 2011. 2010, 2011. I think I was still reading Fiad at that point so that would probably be like 2010 2011 so this from john himself courtesy of vice uh, the headline of the article i made the smash mouth guy eat a shit ton of eggs uh, <laughs> it began on a thursday night late last year this article came out in 2012 so that would be 2011 okay i know this because i remember getting pretty drunk before realizing it wasn't friday Smash Mouth's account had just been verified by Twitter, but they had no real activity on only 200 followers. Naturally, as things go on the internet, we accosted it with dumb stuff, but the dumbest of all was a challenge I issued to Steve Harwell, the band's lead singer. He wrote about this on Something Awful's front page, an article here called Smash Mouth, colon, Please Eat the Eggs. Again, quoting from John, Steve Harwell, lead singer from Smash Mouth, I am begging you, please, eat the eggs. Eat all the eggs up. I will give the lead man from Smash Mouth $20 if he lets me film him eating 24 eggs. I want to go to San Jose and film him eating the eggs and put it on YouTube so we can all watch it. Smash Mouth, the eggs are free. I will give you two dozen free eggs. Free of charge eggs, Steve Harwell. I just want to film it. I just want to watch you eat a bunch of eggs. Please. I am completely serious, Steve. I will cook the eggs however you want. Just want to fill your belly up with 24 eggs. Do you want those expensive brown eggs? I will get you the brown eggs. Eat as many as you can. I will drive down from Redwood City and film you eating the eggs. Please. A lot of other people want to see it too. I will film you in HD and put it on YouTube and everyone can enjoy your egg fun. So this started started as the best ideas do on Twitter. Here's the post, at fart. Oh, he did the period at, which was at the time how you would let everyone know that you were targeting someone without getting lost in replies. Mm-hmm. So you do period at, smash mouth, can I pay the lead guy to eat like two dozen eggs for $20? We'll meet you in SJ, short for San Jose. Please reply back. Please reply back if so. I am completely serious. He continued to tweet about this for days on end. At Smash Mouth, please, everyone help me get Smash Mouth to eat a lot of eggs. At Smash Mouth, if you eat 24 eggs, I will donate $60 to charity. Here's at Dick underscore Tracy. At Smash Mouth, if you eat 24 eggs, I will match at Fart's $20 prize. Timothy Faust, I will donate $60 to charity if this happens. People just continue to pile on about this. 
Eventually, it took on a life of its own. First, the Something Awful article, June 2011. Then, Adrian Chen writing for Gawker in July of 2011. Washed up rocker will eat 24 eggs because the internet told him to. He begins the article, If you need more proof that anything is possible on the internet, the lead singer of 90s rock group Smash Mouth is preparing to eat 24 eggs for charity after people bugged him to on Twitter. That led to the creation of a <laughs> of a causes.com page. I don't know if you remember causes.com. I do. Causes.com is where you could pledge money at a given level, and if it reached that level of donations, the person that, that did the causes thing would have to do what you had them do. So, of course, at this point, of the 10000 the causes.com had reached $7,234.56 pledged towards St. Jude's Children's Hospital. This here, the campaign to make Smash Mouth lead singer binge on hard-boiled eggs. Now, see, this here, he says hard-boiled eggs. It's not true. John said, I will cook them any way you like. Uh-huh. Uh, Adrian Chen took a little took a little bit of a liberty there. Mm-hmm. It would be hard-boiled eggs. Oh, I, wasn't he also the one that did the uh, Twittergate article? Yes, Adrian Chen was, the unfortunately, the, the Twittergate Gosh. article guy. Yeah. Oh, I guess we'll have to talk about that one day. I'm not looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to have to, you know. I still can't listen to that MGMT song. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. They did wind up with a grand total of $11,410.26 donated to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Their goal was actually $25,000. So they didn't meet their goal. But, per John Hendred, they actually got him to do it anyway. Did you hear about this? You hear about this? You see this? Yeah, I, I, re- I remember this. I remember reading Fiat or reading <laughs> Twitter when this occurred or just occurred. And I just remember the surrealism of, of seeing, oh, there's there's uh, there's at fart, there's John. <laughs> right. I remember him getting pretty well roasted on Fiat. Some of it was kind of funny, some of it wasn't. Uh, the thing I remember most is... Uh, John uh, being encouraged to eat some of the eggs as well. Yes. And I think we're kind of yes. burying a very important fact here. What's that? Which is that the the individual who made the eggs. Oh, I was getting there. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please, please go ahead. Don't let me, don't let me hold okay. you back. That's uh, okay. Per John's piece in Vice, uh, in a matter of days, we raised exactly $10,000. With the money raised, the actual egg thing went down a couple months later. So this must have been October or November. Yeah. In fact, it was to be the opening ceremony of Guy Fieri's Johnny Garlic's restaurant in Dublin, California. So, yes, uh, they had Guy Fieri (laughs) cook him eggs uh, because there's a long-running joke about Guy Fieri and Steve Harwell looking like they're related. That's right. And I think that's what made that extra funny was because you see this picture here in this Vice article, they look nothing alike. I think it's I think it's the goatee thing and just like the general like rotundness of the men. Yeah, but like even when Steve had the frosted tips, he did not look like guy. Like they they look nothing alike. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the the photo here is is Guy Fieri uh, cracking an egg, and then the 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 caption: Guy Fieri cracks an egg while Smash Mouth Guy looks on in horror. He knows the guy's name is Steve Harwell, but he continues to refer to him as Smash, Smash Mouth, Mouth Guy. Is- <laughs> It was just Steve. Um, 
What's interesting is that David Thorpe was there, by the way. Uh, David mm-hmm. Thorpe did accompany him to the event. Here's what the eggs contained, Brian. I, I remember it being very spicy. Yes. So the audience got to request things to be added to them. So this was like an extra layer of torture for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so they cheered wildly for things like jalapenos, cayenne pepper, Tabasco, and onions. You know what? I would probably fuck with that. I would. I would. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if guys making them. You kidding me? You know, that shit's going to be delicious. I've, I actually have never been to one of the guys' restaurants. I've heard that they have good things and they have bad things. I've known people that go and be like, well, if you go to this place, yeah. you got to get this. It's really fucking good. I heard this Times Square restaurant is kind of a tragedy. I've heard good yeah. things about the shit he has in Vegas and some of the stuff he has in California. I think the giant garlics are usually well Johnny Giant garlics in California, yeah. yeah. I, I was in San Diego, and I did not go to giant garlics. I kind of wish I had. The only, Actually, I, I take that back. I have had something with his name on it, but I don't think it really counts. It was on a cruise ship, a Guy Fieri-themed burger joint on the cruise ship. So that was about as close as I got. Um, they had a video of him like, Welcome to the burger bar. Wow. <laughs> and big sign saying Flavor Town. But yeah, it was a cruise ship, so it was clearly like made by you know, a short order cook, not not a guy like this. John describing his bronze leathery body scrambled up a bunch of eggs. <laughs> Referring to guy, not to Steve. Yeah. Uh bronze leathery body. Apparently, the San Jose Sharks, their mascot, appeared at the event. Uh, it came up and, according to John, molested him a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what a phrase. Yeah. I, got, I got molested by the sh- Sharky, the San Jose Shark. <laughs> and uh, Steve, Steve Harwell, unable to finish the eggs and wiping his brow constantly, Call the people up from the crowd to eat the terrible eggs. I had a bite of the eggs at some point, too, and my belly burned like something was smoldering inside of it. Well, I noticed you had a certain passion for the egg eating. Do you think you could maybe make a career out of it? I am not going to eat an egg ever again in my life. That's actually what's going to (laughs) happen. All right. But I support egg eating. Right. But I cannot eat it. So that, that was the ultimate result of it. But, man, what a... Because, yeah, we talked just a minute ago about David Thorpe and he detailed that in his book, the internet's a playground where he, he got enough people to vote to send Pitbull to the farthest Walmart in Alaska to yeah. play a show. Dale. Dale. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. That that <laughs> article he wrote about Pitbull and Alaska is so fucking funny. Oh yeah. I, 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 I Pitbull, you could tell Pitbull just wanted to like, just like snap his ankles. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the hashtag, by the way, for that particular bit was Exile Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> I think I voted on that one too. Like I yeah. think uh, I think those those ones. Like you know what, I have small dreams, and this is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Is one of the biggest pop stars in the world has to go to a place a, a Walmart in remote Alaska that sells like bear mace and like fishing tarps <laughs> and. Well, I think the other one that was really a big deal at the time was uh, Taylor Swift getting sent to perform for a school for the deaf. The <laughs> the Horace Mann School for the Deaf. I forgot about that. Well, remember, remember the uh, sanitation center in Texas that they were going to call the Fred Durst Sanitation <laughs> Center? 
this is why you should not have polls online about about those types of things but yeah those those things were things where like they said tell us where to do this this smash mouth eat the eggs was something wholly organic yeah it came out of nowhere John decided one day that he was going to tweet at Smash Mouth to be like, I will pay $20 to eat some eggs. And enough people thought it was funny to just make it happen eventually. And the fact that, you know, it wasn't, like I said before, like with the Taylor Swift thing, with the Pitbull thing, it wasn't some PR stunt that went awry. It's very different, um, I think. But I still think it is kind of the, the beginning of the end for that type of thing online. Like, I think the only other thing that that really had that kind of power was the guy who made the Facebook event about uh, you know invading Area Fifty One. Yeah, those <laughs> those kind of things that feel kind of organic. Or or there was the one where um like Fred Durst performing at like a Waffle House mm-hmm. or Limp Bizkit performing at a Waffle House in like Wisconsin or some shit like that. Yeah, there's a few of those. Those are there's you know probably a couple dozen noble things similar to Smash Mouth, Eat the Eggs, and didn't you ask John to be on this? I did. Unfortunately, he's in Australia, so it wouldn't have worked out time-wise. But yeah, we 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 did ask John to. Uh, did, he t- did he actually respond? He did not. But I'm. I, I think by the time I got a, tried to get a hold of him, it was already like midnight. So you know. So one of these days, hopefully, we'll we'll get to talk to John, and we'll definitely bring this up amongst other things. Amongst other things, I can tell him about how I sometimes will just sit there and be like, "They called me pig ass." <laughs> I do not wish to be Nick called big ass. Chewy, tell those space babes over there (laughs) that my penis is small and red like an Ewok's penis. He's referring to the uh, leaked. (laughs) When Star Wars Force Awakens was coming out, everyone was hungry for any Star Wars stuff. So if you put up a video... With a leaked script, you'd get huge hits, right? Yeah. So John <laughs> decided that he was going to create a fake script for the Star Wars Force Awakens uh, that he was going to read, but it was mostly about tell those space babes about it, it was, my it was dick. This really and- deadpan. This is really deadpan. <laughs> Chewy, tell those space babes over there my penis is red and small like an Ewok's penis, and about like how the mayor <laughs> likes to like tease him and call him <laughs> pig ass. Yeah. I do not wish to be called pig ass. And like after he's done reading it, he just he like there's this weird pause and he just kinda of like uh yeah, see you at the movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. He says, So so that's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same John, by the way, who also went on HLN when they mistook him for someone else. And instead of talking about Edward Snowden, he kept talking about Edward Scissorhands, but they didn't <laughs> They didn't get it. They didn't get it right away. And so he's like, yeah, no, they they keep him up on that mountain and he's, you know, he's making it snow. And I don't, you know, it takes the interviewer like two and a half minutes to realize that he's talking about Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, he's out there. He's got scissors for hands and he's got, (laughs) I I did not know about this. Oh, it's classic. I have to look this up later. That's amazing. So that one you can still find. Now the, the star Wars episode seven leak script, unfortunately cannot be found online. And John has addressed this publicly. I think it's a joke, but he did say Disney paid me $40,000 to take that off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I was, when the, the, the sequel trilogy was coming in the theaters, I actually remember sitting Every single time we go see one, I would just be like, we were just me and my friend would just be sitting there reciting the yeah. leak because yeah. it was just like <laughs> chewy. Tell those space babes over there. Yeah, I just, I just like, I 
do not wish to be called pig ass. The mayor, yeah, the mayor is going to rename him pig ass. And like, oh, god, it's so it's such a great bit. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite things he's done. He's done a lot of funny things. We would definitely have to go through the, the John Henry greatest hits because that that's up there. Uh, yeah, bless that man. Bless that man for sure. Because yeah, he was also one of the parties in the shoe roast. That we talked, <laughs> that we man, stop, about. stop roasting my shoes it's, man yes it was david thorpe and him and david was they the one were his shoes they were awful shoes the shoes have some problems it's the shoes got these shoes need some work man <laughs> chester cheetah's alcoholic uh, father or something like that. Anyway. Uh, so yeah the, uh, he's been a part of some of the funniest shit online and you would never know his name because like he's not a guy that's like Hey, remember the thing that yeah, I did? And, uh, yeah, and he's he's been doing weird internet shit for like 20 years now, and uh, it's it's amazing. Bless him. One of his most recent posts, too, is really funny because he goes, man, you know, I'm going to have to find it because it's, it's a very, it's almost like. Oh, he doesn't follow you? He follows me. John, if you hear this, uh, let's make this right. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Um, but no, it was. <laughs> oh, he does the old age photos. <laughs> he does the old age photos. Fucked up captions. Oh. Yep. Uh, and of course, he's the one constantly posting, ooh, that Ed Zitron has taken to doing. Uh, ooh. But no, um, he says, it's very humbling. This was March 1st. It's very humbling to know that the most popular idea I've come up with in my entire life is the J.O. crystal, the crystal you wear that charges up and glows when you jack off. <laughs> The the fake fucking Craigslist ads. Yes, I think, was, I think it was also he did the one about like come over and play with my model trains or yes. whatever. Nothing yes. we can we can gayo nothing gay. <laughs> it's just he understood a certain uh, psychopathy of the web of the early web especially with like lonely guys who just wanted to jack off. Nothing gay. Nothing gay. Um, I think that uh, I I remember when he first did those. Um, I think the one of them end up being discussed on like some morning zoo as if it was real. It's just, yeah. 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 Because I, especially probably here in St. Louis, cause they love to do the, the Craigslist freak of the week here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. They love that one. So this year, David Thorpe, great article out of the Phoenix, which was of course, Boston's little, uh, all weekly, all weekly mag. Yeah. yeah. Tabloid dealy. By the time you read this, Steve Harwell of smash mouth may be caked in sweat and yoke flex, clenching his distended belly, groaning and wheezing, more so than usual, that is. Sorry. It's just uh, the simple act of cyberbullying spun into a full-fledged meme with hundreds of like-minded twits overruling, overrunning the band's Twitter and Facebook feeds. Finally, Harwell agreed he'll eat the eggs if the internet public donates $10,000 to St. Jude's. Um, I asked John where he had initially placed his chances in getting the Smash Mouth Egg Challenge to actually happen near zero. I did not spe- expect such absurdity would be allowed to exist in this universe. And that does sound like a very John Henry thing to say. But it also feels like, yeah, I when I first read about this, when it was first happening, I had just joined Twitter. Like, yeah, ha, ha, yeah, whatever. And then it happened. And it felt like anything was possible. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird, simpler time to be online. We're like, yeah, we can... <laughs> we can make that happen by sheer force of will we made steve harwell eat a bunch of eggs and it just seemed uh... <laughs> it definitely spoke to an earlier time 
even yeah. on Twitter, and, where, where where it was more accessible. Because if you did that shit today, it would get ignored. You'd never whoever you were. T- oh, wet leg, come uh, shave my back. Yeah, I think this is the Twitter before Patricia Lockwood. This is when By yeah, Bandit was yeah. still tweeting. True. This is this is Twitter before weird Twitter. Yeah. This is when Drill was just still, getting started. Just yeah. getting started. Yeah, yeah. This was this is when. Twitter was about goat seeing Iranian <laughs> students protesting using a fake Huba stank uh, <laughs> username. And uh, the only official Huba stank account is Huba Dave, by the way. And um, and doing things like having a Twitter account called Murder Glenn Beck. Yes, yes, yes. Was- and antagonizing a, a mental midget named Greg W. Howard from... Uh, some backwire in Arkansas or some shit. Bean dog militia, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Oh, boy, something else we'll probably have to talk about. We will have point, to get into bean dogs, which yeah. is also related to Twitter Gate. God, Twitter Gate. Oh yes. Oh boy. Ooh. Are you ready for some gross photos? I am ready for some gross photos, Brian. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Actually, what, we got, what we got today? Actually, a gross video, Brian. And oh, even better! I love those moving pictures. Oh, don't. Oh, is this all. Parappa the Rapper? Uh, this is this is a Parappa the Rapper based gross thing. Now this. I, oh, I love Parappa. I know, and it's about to be ruined for you. Uh, the <laughs> crack, crack, crack. Cheap, cheap. The cooking chicken. Cheap, cheap. The, the cooking chicken gets dysentery. No, uh, unfortunately, it's worse. Uh, this is a a video. Entitled "A Cake Today That Looks Rich," posted by Boat Guy. Uh, I am not going to leave the audio on, but it is the Parappa the Rapper stage, and it is goes on uh, pr- pretty normally uh, until the end here, where. Brian, what? Brian, do you want to describe what you just that saw? That is uh, a man. Just kind of casually stip- sticking his fingertips in uh, what looks to be a running blender and uh, uh, splattering the inside edge of that uh, blender with uh, his blood and finger bits. Yep. And uh, shaking his hand like, ooh, that stings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why I didn't leave the audio on. Because you know what? Visually, it's enough. I-, I don't know if I could listen to that again. Uh, is, like it a pre- is it a pretty good scream? Ah! <laughs> uh, it's short it, yeah it is, it is a short sharp shot because he just goes because ah! um, he gets his fucking hands mangled uh one hand mangled but still that's enough so yes um that right before because you like you know this the, the bid in parappa the rapper how it's like i'll make a cake today that looks rich ah! <laughs> like before, before before the line finishes the guy like just demolishes the hand Amaz- so. uh, you know i'm so glad this wasn't pee pee poo poo i'm, yeah, I'm glad to laugh at someone else's misfortune and it's just, just going like that's a lot that's, that's a lot, lot of that doo-doo. yeah well see that's what i'm i'm working on it i'm, I'm i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate we're going a different direction for a while <laughs> we're just, we're just <laughs> <mutilate>. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think i think mine would probably be a little bit longer than that i think my my scream yeah i don't think i'd be like oh that's hot i would be like ah <laughs> Oh my my head! I'm never gonna be able to play the accordion again. That's my jacket off hand. Um, <laughs> uh, looks like it's just a stranger for me now. 
Uh, I'm a lefty now, Mom. Uh, so, yeah, just... Uh, uh, oh, boy. Maury, using... Maury, you, you mess up your jack Got to give you a robot hand, Morty. Um, but, yeah, so uh, my brain short circuits with gore sometimes, so I have to take a minute to, to get myself back to my faculties. What I think makes that one in particularly shocking is just, like, you don't know what's coming. You know, I uh, I once worked a job. It was pretty terrible where my boss was lecturing me about something. And the guy came from the production floor and was like, hey, uh, somebody just cut their finger off. And uh, <laughs> and OK, <laughs> and, uh, I kid you fucking not. My boss just looks at me and goes, leave me alone. I'm busy. Uh, I'm like, I was just mortified. <laughs> like, this guy just cut his finger off and like the yeah, fucking you're telling in the metal got... trimmer. Yeah, and he's just like, leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> and I'm just like, what, really? And, you know, it's a sad thing. I remember seeing the guy cut his finger off. Like I saw him, I saw him like at work like a week later, and he had a big old thing around a stub, no. a bandage. I was asking a coworker like. Did he find? Did they ever did find, you find his the finger? finger? It's like no, it's somewhere in that machine. Oh no! They didn't even get it back on. Yeah, that's, oh. that's what you get for uh, not oh, doing all boy. the proper safety steps when you're uh, crimping uh, fucking stainless steel. Ooh-wee. And uh, I just, I just remember like it's just it's it belongs to the machine now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 that's that's it now. It, it, we don't we don't talk about that. Yeah, just uh. Mm. Mm. yeah. Mm. Gosh, okay, I'm, leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> this guy looked like fucking Hank Hill. Yeah, gout was a big time trumper. Oh boy, um, fucking owned a boat. Like just, just like just, just a, like a midwestern loser. I was gonna say yeah, just a just a all around. He had no ass like Hank Hill. Too. Just like a real, just like like if Hank Hill was just like a dude. Like I live in Illinois because taxes are better. Oh yes, I knew I knew quite a few of those guys actually. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not fun to be around or talk to. Or yeah, I'm just... um, a miserable human being. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that was a cake that looked rich. A cake today that looks rich. Yes, that's right. Courtesy of our friends at the Screamer Wiki, of course. Live Leak originally had this hosted. Uh, Vimeo, of course, uh, put it back up for some fucking reason. <laughs> now we have to watch it. But uh, but yes, that was our shock.jpg this week. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely one that you don't want to have on. Do you want to go do that later? Yeah? You it's, think so? Okay. I got I got a ninja at my <laughs> Oh, that hand's gone. <laughs> you put that some bitch in there. It's it never come I always back. I always thought like if I were ever like lived in an apartment that was like a slumlord deal. Yeah. yeah. And like I was sick you know, some fucking tires guy's bullshit, I'm getting evicted or whatever. I would just like take a blender and like fucking crack it so like it the it doesn't have like the high walls anymore. Okay. And just take like a raw pieces of raw chicken and just oh. slowly feed it in there and coat the whole entire building, <laughs> yeah, the whole entire apartment with raw chicken and just be like, okay, yeah. So I don't care about the safety deposit now. You got yeah. you got this. Well, it, this was unintentional, but something similar did happen to me. I, I used to live in a basement apartment. Mm. In Edwardsville, Illinois. This is when I was. Ooh. Yeah. 
just Ooh, just hurting. Gonna, I was hurting because uh, the basement apartment also ceilings were five feet. I'm five eleven. <laughs> right? Was, uh, were you like living? Were you like an illegal tenement or something? No, it's just so it was a it was a house that they converted into three apartments. Uh, oh, sorry, four apartments. A bad idea. Yeah, four apartments. Two downstairs. One was the middle of the house, and one was the upstairs. And so we lived in one of the basement ones. It was kind of a shitty apartment to begin with. Shower was small. Mm-hmm. There was a little bitty kitchenette. There, you know, it's like it's kind of a it's kind of a shithole. How much were you paying in rent? Oh, probably about four hundred bucks a month. Well, yeah. So I mean, and but this was you know two thousand four dollars. So I yeah, mean, yeah. So and I was working part time at the casino. It wasn't really a lot going on in my life. I just uh, graduated college with in, into a dying field of TV and radio, and I didn't have a job yet. So I was working at the casino two nights a week, and. Uh, so we finally decide we're going to move out of there. So we find a place on this side of the river. We're, we're over in the south side. So this was the new place we're moving into. So we're getting everything gathered up. You know, we're getting everything in trucks. We're going from Edwardsville and back, back and forth, back and forth. We're pretty sure we got everything out. Lock up, leave the keys. It is only later that we realize that as we were emptying out the freezer, we had left a big Tupperware tub full of frozen fish in the middle of the kitchen and had locked the door and given the landlord the key. I have no idea how long it took them to open that apartment. <laughs> but I can guarantee you <laughs> they that they were not happy. <laughs> because there was a crate full of frozen meat and fish and various other things that had probably gone extremely bad in that apartment, and I'm willing to bet if that apartment still stands to this day, it probably still smells. I don't doubt it. Um, <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. You, you were an accidental jackass. I was an accidental jackass, but it kind of worked out because the landlord was a real jackass. He would actually come into the apartment when we weren't there and turn off the water return for the toilet. So you'd flush the toilet and nothing would happen. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you... Uh, inadvertently or yeah. subliminally yeah i think I, I don't think it was intentional but i think my mind wanted it to happen right it's just like one of those things where like uh god was guiding your hand <laughs> the fuck with this guy yeah and I, I sincerely hope that he got everything he deserved and more well my brother lived in albany which is a very apparently one of many tragic uh cities in america kind of like on level with jackson which is also the state capital of its respective state albany apparently at least in the 90s, had kind of a, a expansion problem. Like, there just wasn't, like, construction going on, and people were just, like, rehousing old buildings and trying to put them into different businesses. Right. So there was, like, a nightclub that was very much so explicitly a former White Castles. I remember him telling me a story about how there was these, like, two brothers that bought, like, an old slaughterhouse and turned it into a paintball arena. Oh, no. And by... All reviews that he heard from from people in town that it was objectively like a good paintball arena, but the problem but was the is that you couldn't get the smell out yep. and it failed. Ooh. There's some haunted houses uh, downtown here in St. Louis that have that same problem that like they used to be factories or something and it's just like they reek. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like uh, you know uh, the 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 taint witch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come 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 see Martha Taint Witch <laughs> and a spooky inbred family 
Uh, if you bring in a Pepsi can, you right. get a dollar off. Yeah, of a twenty-five dollar ticket. Mm, you want to see my smelly flaps? <laughs> yeah, you usually got to pay more than twenty-five dollars for that. that There's, sounds, there, I, I remember uh, Terrorvision. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Chucky the, the doll, but he has a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't Hustler Club? Anyway, that's, they don't do that over there. It's it's, a, it's legally distinguished from the actual copyrighted uh, intellectual property Chucky the Doll right. because he's hanging 10. Ah. <laughs> he's absolutely hogged out. <laughs> the fucking Roddy Rich song going in the background. <laughs> he's swinging it around. Anyway. <laughs> you want to play you want to play ring toss with me <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> for you maybe oh jeez, <laughs> fucking terrible people we are but that's all right it's part of what makes the show fun uh anyway so <laughs> just there were no redeeming qualities. nothing no uh so it's it's breath mint time brian uh, i have to get the mangled hand out of my brain uh, why ah! not? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like that it's like when you step in the bath in the shower and it's too hot but it takes a second to register ah! yeah, and yeah. like you got nowhere to go because you're yeah. already too wet to just run out of the bathtub yeah yeah oh but, yeah <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> or like accidentally like Walking to a bathroom and you see someone and like you didn't realize it was like just like a a, a gender neutral bathroom that's just like a a toilet and a, a sink and there's just like some dude in a hockey jersey just busting a fat turd. Yeah, this gonna be doing that tomorrow. Yeah, like, ah! <laughs> every time I do something. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Uh, oh, taking work off tomorrow and hell yeah. Today's. This week at my job is Employee Appreciation Week, and say they got a fucking fat spread from Cadova. Uh, uh, hey, nice. And uh, there's just like three massive bags of chips left. And I'm like walking out, and one of my bosses is just like, uh, You want to take a bunch of chips? chips? Yeah. And I just, I, just like, I just sit there and go, I'll give it a good home. Yeah. And right? I just like, Oh, no, this is my Homer with like the fucking novelty giant sub. Yep. Like, I'm just going to be going, I'm going to be snacking on this like fucking three pound bag yeah. of Chipotle tortilla chips. And D's going to be like, Don't bring the bag of chips to bed. <laughs> I need to be alone with the chips, March. D, I need to be alone with the chips. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've been there. I have. We used to have that type of thing happen all the time at at the dick sucking factory. Uh, we used to get uh, various pizzas or whatever, and the third shift guys would always get the dregs, you know. Yeah, but there would be whole boxes of just like random pieces from eight different pizzas. Yeah, and you're just like, well, I'm just gonna, no one's gonna, I'm just gonna take this. Oh yeah, this is not. Yeah, uh, that would happen every once in a while. But um, breath mint, Brian. Breath mint. All breath right. Mint. What you been? What you been reading on, looking on, playing on? It's been kind of a sparse week for me. Um, D and I started Succession. Oh, what do you think about? She's Succession? a big fan of that show, and uh, with The Last of Us having its last show, uh, episode of its first season airing uh, this, this Sunday, Sunday, yeah, and Succession starting up its final season um, later this month, she was like, "Hey, you want to try it?" And I'm like, "You know what? I've heard good things about it." We're only two episodes in, and I don't. I think it's very well done. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. The casting's great. I, I'm hoping there's 
some MacGuffin or something that occurs because I do not know how much in some respects I can take just like rich people being like just awful. Yeah. I think that's why I gave up on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like it's it's entertaining. I'm not and 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 my girlfriend is like listen it, it really goes some interesting places some characters have some really interesting development oh, so she's seen it she's she's watched it all the way through okay i trust her because yeah, uh, yeah. her opinions on me uh tend to be pretty spot on particularly stuff i'm not familiar with right so i trust her oh well, yeah because because what was that double feature that you saw the other day it was that? uh drop dead gorgeous yeah. and, and drowning mona that's right okay. mona. Yeah. So, yeah i'm trying to think what else if there's anything else we've been fucking around with last of us is been fantastic um it's me being very intimate with the storyline of both games like i she's like i don't want joel to die and i'm like mm. yeah don't spoil no but, but, you, uh, but you do have to kind of go well and yeah. the, and there are definitely parts in in layer in the late in the layer late latter half yeah of the the first game where it kind of feels like that might happen right. and uh it definitely is hitting a little bit harder in the show, and so the most recent episode is the one that has, I think, a kind of a decisive element, which is yeah. uh, David the Cannibal. Yes, David the Cannibal was a big turning point in the game as well. Just a, 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 a very real... big tone shift. Yes, and I think for the better. Oh yeah, as far as like the game went, because it was fairly bog standard up until that point. There was little bits and pieces here and there, like as the game went on, and but but yeah, David the Cannibal. And Joel doing things you kind of didn't think he was capable of, yeah. In order to protect Ellie, is like and oh, it's it's a, a light bulb switch happens in the audience in that moment, and you're like oh, there's something else here. Like this isn't just he's not just protecting her because he needs to. This is because he wants to. Yeah, uh, it hits pretty hard, and the they they did a fantastic job with how they they did that part of the story in the tv show um it's a very strong episode some you know the the guy they got to play david who you know and, and the way these shows are kind of formatted there's like a heavy of the week and he yeah. plays a very good heavy they get um they've been very good at taking stuff from the video game and fleshing it out a little bit and giving you a little bit more to chew on and mm-hmm. stuff that that is different enough from the video game but also is complementary to the original source material and I always, res- I always respect and appreciate that kind of approach when you're t- ad- ad- adapting something from one medium to another. Yeah, where it's because uh, otherwise, why? Bother? Why do it? Yeah. And the episode before that was um, well, that left was the behind, left behind. Yeah. Which, yeah. oddly enough, as much as that fucked me up when I played that DLC, it didn't really get me. Did I don't know why. This time around? I did maybe maybe because I was just already kind of knew the beats. Um, I think yeah. the. The performance between Ellie and Riley. Riley. The the depiction of their their time together. It's a it's a masterfully done episode. I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not poo pooing the quality of it. I think the the performances and the way they were able to adapt it for uh, television, I think, uh, was exceptional. It just for whatever reason, I guess the climax of it just didn't get me. Like it did, and I kind of like was warning my girlfriend, like, well, if you think the stuff with Frank and uh, Bill Bill was hard, this one might be a, a tougher gut punch, and I don't know if it really got us the same way. Do you think that's because the the Frank and Bill gut punch was 
harder this go round. You obviously see so much more of it, and they they took that part of the game and they really they made something different, and right. I think they made something better. Right. I think it went places that people didn't expect this media to go. I don't right. think they expected the zombie apocalypse limited run TV show to fucking hit like it did. Like it right. surprised me, and I feel like I've seen a lot of different things in television and movies. You right. know, I, I and uh it showed me things I don't think I've seen like in mainstream media as far as like depicting queer people or queer relationships. I'm looking forward to the last episode. I don't know if they're going to be able to nail it, but I feel like they've nailed a lot of things I didn't think they would with this. It does seem to be, based on what I've heard, a, a, an exceptional feat of adaptation. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to when they tackle the part two stuff. Yes. I think the part two story is fantastic. I think once you see both pieces of me, I think part one really is just a warm up for, I think, a lot me or themes. Yeah. Because my, my girlfriend's like, oh, I hope Ellie doesn't do terrible things in like the second one. And I'm like, Ellie does yeah. a lot of bad things. Yeah. And it's, but it, it is in service of a very deep and, and. Yeah, I mean, like you can, you can follow her line of logic as to why this is okay but at the same time i mean the whole time i was playing part two i'm like ellie what the fuck yeah like (laughs) this this is getting what you want turns out leading to unfathomable pain not just for you but for other people who are dealing with their own suffering that you unfortunately play the part in the genesis of yeah it's great television folks I, I think it's. I think it will be fantastic uh, when they get to it. Yeah, and, personally, uh, I can't wait. I, I, I'm very excited for part yeah, two. I'm into it. When they start talking about the WLF and the scars, I think they'll probably get to get a little more into the backstory, I think, which would be interesting. So, yeah, I really liked that. I had my girlfriend watch. I had my girlfriend. I made yes, her you made it. her watch. Watch the uh, first episode of Station Eleven to see if she'd like it. Okay. Uh, mixed, a little tepid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Well, it's tough because I don't think if that first episode gets you." I mean, I guess we're also watching the last one, which has some similar aesthetics and themes and all that. I'm trying to find a good opportunity to have her watch the second episode. If that doesn't go, I'm gonna be a little bit bummed. But I hope, I hope she likes the second episode. I hope it grabs her because I think Station Eleven criminally underrated. I felt like it came and went way too fast in the collective conscious. I love the book. I love the TV show. David Cross is in it, which is weird. You've seen Station Eleven, haven't you? I've seen the first couple episodes. It was a very similar situation. I tried to get uh, my wife to watch that. And usually my litmus test is if she falls asleep three times during the same episode, I move on. Mm. So that happened with Chernobyl. That happened because like, I watched Chernobyl because I liked it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if if she falls asleep three times during the same episode, especially if it's early on, like okay, this is clearly not for her. I'm gonna move on. I'll watch it myself. I'll do. So no, I did not finish Station Eleven. The same thing happened with The Wire, actually, oddly enough. But shame is what it is. The look you see. It's okay. I've never even started The Wire. I I feel like I kind of passed the window. Not necessarily. I think what's what makes The Wire work is it's an ensemble piece and, sure. and all the, and all the, the actors in it are great. So I finally kicked the destiny Two habit. took a while. Yeah. That new fucking expansion apparently just sucks dick. Not so great. I didn't buy it. Thankfully PlayStation plus there was 
Beyond Light got added as a free thing, and I had added it to my library. So, oh, I got some other expansion stuff. To, eh, it's fine. The other thing that it dropped the other day was Battlefield 2042, another big EA first-person shooter. I didn't even yada, know this yada, was yada. happening. It's on PS Plus. It's it's fine. It's whatever. It's Battlefield. Oh wait, has it, I mean, is this new for PlayStation Plus or did this just come out? No, this general? was new for PlayStation Plus. So I okay. think the game's about like a year old now. Okay. For for everyone else, but like played it for like an hour today. I was like. This sucks. I'm not into this either. Not doing much of the gaming side. I, d- I did pick up, every once in a while, I'll play a little bit more of the Vampire Survivors because that's definitely a pick-up-and-play and do, oh, yeah. do a couple runs yeah. kind of game. And a Medieval was the only other game that I recently started, and that one is a Hexen-style first-person shooter but with magic. It's a definitely oh, wow. intentionally retro very cool, but it does have some of the same problems that old retro FPS has had, where everything is you go go collect a key to open a door to go yada yada yada. The other thing that I did, you know, every Friday night, me and the kids and my wife watch a movie, and every, thank you. We watch a movie out here, and we we watched last week, Mean Girls, and I enjoyed that more now than I think I ever did. I enjoyed Mean Girls. I probably was the hardest, the one laughing the hardest amongst all of them. Uh, even though, you know, my kids are now 13. They're the prime, like, these kids are in high school. They're they're kind of in the demographic that would be primed to identify with Katie and all the, all the mm-hmm. but no, I think I was, I was laughing the hardest. Yeah, I think the first time I saw Mean Girls was, in its entirety was a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I don't yeah. know why I skipped out i'm still i think more of a heathers guy true no heathers was definitely the the better movie just because it's darker (laughs) i love my dead gay son my my uh teenage angst has a body count i mean there's so many lines from that movie yeah that you could somebody made my teenage angst has a body count into an album title anyway uh, yeah (laughs) i think it was my chemical romance but (laughs) uh but yeah so this is kind of the pink uh sugary version of that there's the heathers in the heathers movie but in this one it's the plastics it's the same kind of like archetypal girls but you know Lindsay lohan despite all her recent problems at this point in her career this was pretty much as good as it got this is probably at her apex or near her apex yeah i mean you had lizzie kaplan that was wonderful in it love her tina fey of course who produced and helped got the movie made Tim Meadows as the principal, who ha- he has his arm in a cast for the whole movie, and it's never really explained except for he says one line about like carpal tunnel. <laughs> I forgot. That's that's, <laughs> like, a, what? that's a very good. Just like we built this whole fucking character around yeah. one joke. Yeah, uh, Amanda Seyfried, uh, who's uh, uh, what is it? She says her you know her her nipples get real sensitive when it's raining. You know, I, I sort of have ESPN about these sorts of things. <laughs> Lacey Chabert. I mean, just the, the cast list goes on. But like, but one one moment in that movie made me laugh harder than the others because I realized something. So there's a, a point in the movie where a guy comes up to Katie, the Lindsay Lohan character, in the in the, the lunch room, and he's taking a survey. Mm-hmm. Says, Is your muffin buttered? What? Would you like for us to assign someone to butter your muffin? And of course, he's talking about something vulgar. 
but she doesn't understand that. The reason I laughed really hard at that is because I remember, oh, wait, there's that fucking wet leg song. And I thought, oh, wet leg, very clever, very clever wet leg. That's a nice little double entendre that you put in your song. And then I, and then I watched this movie and went, they just took it from Mean Girls! Uh, see, so. <laughs> see, that's why you should never listen to industry plants. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Servant, uh, season four, continues to be strong. They have not finished Servant yet. Uh, season four will be ending in about two weeks. I've told you about Servant before, right? I think so, yeah. And Night Shemillion producing some show that takes place entirely in Philadelphia, basically on one street. Yes. Uh, about a grieving family and all the weird stuff they go through there. I well, now the story has kind of gone to a point where it's just completely incomprehensible from where it was before, which is good. There's a evil cult and, and superpowers. It's just It's gone really off the rails. But if you watch it all kind of in order, you... you you can follow along and like how it's been. I'm enjoying it, but I'm also like, where is this going? Because apparently this is the last season that they're doing. Yeah. I love Lauren Ambrose. Can't get enough of her. She plays an awful person and she does it very well. <laughs> and she has since Six Feet Under. Of course. Speaking of Mormons. It's like it's like two things I remember about the gay guy and they were Mormons. No, the characters in Six Feet Under weren't Mormons. There was- or they weren't Mormons? No. Wait, am I thinking about something else? Some yeah, other, you're thinking like, about Big Love. That was oh, Big Love. Yeah, that yeah. was I was I in some early prestige TV. Yeah, that was Chloe Sevigny and a couple other you know, Ooh, big names. Yeah. yeah. Bill Pullman? Yeah, Bill Pullman. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, that was Bill Paxton. I Bill keep Paxton. fucking doing that. Pullman Paxton. It was Bill Paxton. It was uh, Bill Pussyface? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, of the Philadelphia Pussyfaces. Yes. Uh, Bill Paxton, Chloe Sevigny, and a bunch of other uh, smaller actors whose names I can't remember. But no, uh, Six Feet Under, Big Love, very different shows. Uh, Six Feet Under is where they run the funeral home. Yeah, uh, yeah. Peter Krause and Michael C. Hall and Dexter. Anyway. Uh, the fuck was that? Oh, I was talking about Lauren Ambrose. <laughs> She's great. And Rupert Grant from the Harry Potter movies. His uh, Philadelphia accent has gotten much better over the four seasons. I, I still, I still don't quite buy it, but he's getting better. It's just, it's really interesting. It's creepy. It's weird. Episodes are like thirty-five minutes long, so it's yeah. just, just long enough to get you grabbed. Kind of like how uh, Severance was, where it's like just long uh, enough. Yeah, Severance. They probably did the the streaming cliffhanger th- format probably the most genuinely it did not feel like stranger things where it's like we're going to get you on a cliffhanger and then never really follow up on it yeah severance felt like it really paid off a lot yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to the second season as am i as am i uh that and oddly enough the new ted lasso i'm a sap i'm a sucker ted lasso got me it hooked me in Uh, ted lasso is coming back again season three first two seasons are really interesting because i feel like there's something else coming like i feel like it's this like syrupy sweet story about this guy right and he's going through a divorce and he decides that he's gonna he gets an offer to go coach a soccer team Mm -hmm. but he's an american football coach and so sight unseen he just goes over there and is like yeah i'll be your i'll be your soccer coach and it starts out kind of like a major league type of thing where like they want the team to lose so that this so that this woman has to 
not give up her part of the team in the divorce. It's a whole stupid thing, but then eventually she takes a shine to this guy and then they start winning. And so it goes from like a really awkward comedy to like a feel good drama and like it's it's a very strange show. Sounds like it. And I don't I don't recommend it lightly. You have to put up with a little bit of schmaltz. Mm-hmm. If you if you got a stomach for the schmaltz, like even more so than like the good place. I keep coming back to the show because I keep feeling like there's this character Jason Sudeikis plays Ted Lasso is the main guy. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yes, Jason Sudeikis uh, is is the main guy. Ted Lasso, or uh, Ted Asso. No, that's uh, not it. No, that's uh, not Matt, it. Matt 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 Manhole. <laughs> uh, Matt Ma- Maskhole. Uh, Mayo. Ted Br- Mayo. Bread asshole. There you go. I, I like Ted Mayo. Ted Mayo. All right. Anyway. Mayo boy. <laughs> Yo, he beans. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yes, in a screening of Cars too. Uh, the Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso eating, eating beans. beans. <laughs> I think that should be that should be how season three opens. Jason He's Sudeikis. Eating beans. <laughs> He's eating beans in, the in a theater. screening of Cars too. Casually got so the bush. Well, hey, y'all. Grill, the bush. <laughs> The bush, like, grill can or whatever. <laughs> the big one with the pop top. Yeah. Just eating them beans. Getting roasted by local teens. Yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all. What you talking about up there? You eating beans, man? <laughs> I enjoy the show. It's very funny, but it's also schmaltzy. If you can if you can handle the cheese, I can only recommend it in small doses. Don't, don't binge it, because you will have a weird saccharin overdose. Anyway, that about does it for the Breathman. I think I've exhausted pretty much everything I can think I've, of. I've taken as much conversation about Ted Lasso as I can for uh, this quarter of the year. Buddy, you got some shit to say about Ted Lasso. You tell it to my face. No, you fuck my face. <laughs> <laughs> Later. All right, so this is the part of the show. I swear to God, we don't do gay stuff off mic. Anyway, um, <laughs> just on mic. I, I hate I hate even like when our knees accidentally touch. <laughs> This is happened one time in the movie theater. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even God, notice. You kept going back to the bar. Yeah, I went one time. I, I, I don't know. I'm and then I went to go pee because I had to, anyway. Pee in the can. And then you no, actually. You sitting next to me. <laughs> oh, you think. I'm bumping, still, what smells like piss? You think bumping knees with me is bad? You look over and I'm pissing <laughs> in a can. Uh, oh, he pissing in a can. <laughs> Oh, he pissing in a can. <laughs> yeah, you think you think bumping knees is all, bad. all the fucking anime nerds are like. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you mean? They they do the not real run down the steps. Yeah, the stadium, the stadium scene. Whooping my ass. Whooping ass. <laughs> Chain wallets everywhere. Just... Chain wallets. Someone's got a yaoi pal. We're gonna make him feel it. <laughs> throwing body pillows at me. You bite down the body pillow. <laughs> make you suffer. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, baby. That's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. Uh, this is about the time of the show where we tell everyone where to reach us with their Naruto fanfic and or uh, instructions on how to build a That is uh, <laughs> either one. We'll take either one. Either one. So you can find me on Twitter at VideoCrime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. You can find me on Instagram and on TikTok as LaserGooseCEO. And you can find the show itself on Twitter at 48 Minutes of Dogs. 
shoot us an email for eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. And as always, leave a voicemail or shoot us a text 314-246-9766. That is 314-AHOY-POO. If you like to spell with your telephone. Brian, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Pussyface. <laughs> I know you can find me at iShotGDBoard on Facebook and Instagram. That's I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D. If you want to take a look at my photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. If you want to take a look at my half-broken website, which I write about music, it is uh, amusicphotographer.com. Yeah, by the way, amusicphotographer.com does have a great pictorial and a nice little write-up of the mall slash MS Paint slash... Uh, skin tags. Destiny no. Bond was Destiny the, Bond was Skin Man. Skin Man. Uh, I forget the local Ku- band. Kuno or K- Kudo. Or, Kudo. Yeah. Yeah. All the bands are great. I haven't really done a write up for the ball yet. Um, you can look at those photos on my portfolio though. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're gonna leave you a little bit of music. I always like to close the show with a song. This week I've selected something a bit of a blast from the past. A band called Diarrhea Planet. I was just thinking about them the other day, and I was, I was thinking too. about yeah, four guitars, wonderful four guitars. Band. Seemed like really great dudes. Yeah. Um, their drummer got them written up in Pitchfork <laughs> because he he was bored on their Twitter while working at his coffee shop day job yep. and the side or his pizza boy delay, day job, and uh, said that they were opening up for Weezer on their next tour. Perfect, I love it. You didn't know about that? I didn't know that. Oh, story. It's, it's, no. it's, it's such a great bit. It's oh, an all timer. And we want to talk about like early Twitter fuckery. That's right. one of my favorite things. But yeah, I was actually thinking like Diarrhea Plant were so good. I had yeah. so many opportunities to see them. I did not take advantage of it. I still saw them like five or six times. I'm yeah. like, I could have gone for 10. Yeah, oh yeah, because they're just such an energy. You know, the you so, know, song so Ghost fun. with a Boner. And, you know, That's the, actually the song we're going to play. Oh, tonight. well, gonna, how about that? Yeah, from, from the album, uh, I Am Rich Beyond Your Wildest Dreams, is the song ghost with the boner hell yeah <laughs> i'm into it oh yeah well that about does it for the show as we always say at this time namaste good luck motherfucker Bye-bye. bye bye